Okay, welcome Rachel O'Brien to my podcast, the Dance to Oneness podcast. My name's Amy Shine, I'm your host. Um, and this is one of my really, really old and great friends, Rachel O'Brien. I start yeah. crying now. <laughs> We're old now, you know. I have old friends now. Um, I've known Rachel for many years, and she was um, someone I met very earlier on in my kind of journey to consciousness. Um, and so I invited her on here today because I wanted to... <clears throat> wanted to share like I, I shared in the last podcast and um, how this all began and like the different tools and the different kind of um the different things we kind of went through in our journey like yeah we didn't get like I feel sometimes people look at me and they think like I was always like this <laughs> uh, yeah uh, no <laughs> 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 if you could have met me and Rachel like how if many you years see ago the work, if you see the work that we both have put into getting to where we are today like uh, you know you know the dad of my kids and I talked with him last night and he said to me he said um, I have so much respect you're one of these people who have just not like said I want to change my life you've actually done everything to change your life even when energies that were really tough and old and familiar showed up to choose beyond them. So uh, I suppose I'm so honored to be with you because one thing I won't ever deny is the day that we saw each other, we fell in love with each other. And, and I don't mean that from the place of like this wild love. I'm saying that we looked at each other across the room and I, I just thought you were the cutest thing I'd ever seen. I, I won't ever forget it. Uh, you came into, is it okay to say this? Yeah. We're breaking our yeah. anonymity. You came, into, <laughs> you came into an Alcoholics Anonymous meeting and I was sitting over here and you came in and you had a hat and a little scarf and you sat down on the floor because there wasn't enough room. And I remember wondering, who is she? I think you were just back from Miami at the time. And I just went, she is the cutest little thing I've ever seen, you know? And at the time, um, both of us were in a lot of pain. I would say we had massive emotional pain, like genuine, uh, whatever, not, not physical pain, but this was a mass, massive emotional pain. And um, we were both navigating life uh, with the tools that we'd been given and really looking to do the best that we could to do. <laughs> yeah, so it's, geez, it, that's like, what? how long ago is that now? Uh, probably like 10 years ago at this yeah. stage you know yeah. and yeah. and so me and uh, just a little background information me and Rachel actually met in um in the rooms the meeting rooms Alcoholics Anonymous in Cork we're both from Cork and um I mean I I ended up in a at 21 and it, and you know it was just kind of it was somewhere for me to go like it was we needed like you said we needed some tools i needed some tools i was in so much emotional pain and, and you were and you were yeah. when, I look, when i look at your face now i mean i watched a video that you did today with a very good friend of ours jonathan and it, it was about taking on no opinions no one else's opinion. oh yeah no one else's opinion matters matters about you you know it's a huge it's very deep rooted to be liked and, and to watch you dance and to sing to that I was like there's our girl you know there's our friend and I was like look at our goal <laughs> yeah. 
It's so funny because I actually mentioned Miami. I actually, I went to a meeting and like I noticed you as well before like we officially like were introduced or whatever. And I remember just being like, oh, I want to get to know her. But I, at the time, like you said, you were in a lot of emotional pain. I was in a lot of emotional pain. You know, we used to both wake up with like fear and anxiety and like, like trudging through life, you know, and trying to make the best of it and knowing, knowing to like something else was available. Um, but not really like able to like be it or access it. Um, and we both went through like the big book and went through the 12 steps and we both like, you did lots of other stuff too, Rachel. I know you were like doing, holo weren't you doing holographic breath work and you did I landmark? Did holographic breath work. And I became a transpersonal therapist and I trained as a, a counselor. I really had done everything that I, I, I had done A Course in Miracles. Very few people in the world apparently go through the 365 days. I did every single thing. And uh, it's really interesting. I remember one day uh, being in more pain in AA than I had actually, I genuinely, people used to say pain has a short memory in AA. And I was like, not for me. Pain does not have a short memory, you know. Obviously, there has to be something beyond this pain, you know. And so I would get up every morning, I'd sit and meditate. And I, I actually like, right now I, I feel a little bit sorry for my kids because they didn't always get the best of me. And I know they adore me and I know we've all done our healing. And so looking back, I would just say, hey, Rachel, you know what? All this conflict is actually, I would say, a root pointer or a directional post to let you know that you're off track. You know what I mean? You're off track. And how you know you're off track, as Mother Teresa said, is how will I know that I'm doing the right thing and the universe said you'll be happy. So it's like in that moment, now I know that all that conflict with myself, which is very dominant on our planet. If you go out, if you, if you go out anywhere, this planet is brainwashed uh, to lack and loss. And the name of your podcast is The Dance to Oneness. We're not, we're not invited to choose from possibilities and even now, um, I still go to limitations before I go to possibilities, you know, that's that's what we're entrained. And so to have this conversation about where there was no oneness, only total conflict and split. Uh, and to know that we're not invited to know that we are all powerful, that we can create anything, that I don't require someone to give me what I lack, that actually the moment I do that, I divorce myself. And that is a continued, I'm far from, you know, perfect are out of my journey I'm still navigating energies them of I would say limitations so it's so beautiful to be able to tonight more than anything because I'm looking at something in my life at the moment that I'm looking to change that I am changing actually and so it's lovely tonight to sit back and look at the two girls um sitting in those rooms genuinely trying to get through their day like <laughs> you know and you know one of the one of the things um that that happened in that when i you know i first i first met you and like i saw like i got like the before and after you know like without even really like knowing you that well at that stage like i i saw you before like in the rooms and struggling and i was struggling and we were all struggling you know but like we, we were. all we but we did like one of the things too rach was like Whatever they, they said to us, we did it. Like if they said, stand on your head, twirl around 20 times and you feel better, I would do it. Like, I, 
you know, we chaired meetings. We, you know, I opened meetings. Like I created my own meetings when I came back from Miami. Like I started meditation meetings. Like we did everything that was asked of us. And that's what you're talking about too. What Derek was saying to your your ex-husband and our ex-partner was like, no, you kept going. Like no matter what it took, you kept choosing, 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 no matter what that choice was. You know, you're told get a sponsor, you get a sponsor. You're told do the 12 steps, you do the 12 steps. You're told do them again, you do them again. You know, and you kept going, you kept choosing. And one of the things, I went to Miami for the summer. You know, I've, you've heard me say this a couple of times, but I always tell this is my story. Like, this is my bar story. I went to Miami for, so I knew Rachel before. I'd seen her at meetings. I heard her speak. I heard her emotional pain and the stuff she was struggling with, like we all were. Went to Miami, spent a summer in Miami, came back from Miami, and you were totally different. Yeah. And I remember sitting at a meeting going, she had, like, when you spoke, you had this, like, peace in you, like, this ease, right, in your voice. And, like, that that kind of struggle and conflict I'd heard before in you was gone. And I was like, who's her sponsor? I need to find her sponsor. <laughs> it's so funny because people will come up to me and they'd be like, who's your sponsor? And I'd be like, oh, here's my, this is my sponsor. Because everyone thought like that I had found this sponsor that like had, you know, had given I, you this like magic like, formula. <laughs> <laughs> and, and I no longer in the rooms was sharing from my pain. I now was sharing from, okay, you know, like not what else is possible, but I get now that I have a sense of peace. I get now that there's miracles available. And the funny thing is, people didn't like that so much. People yeah. didn't like that so much. When I started getting really happy, people would come up and say, you know, you're going to lose that again, which is not fun. That's so like, well, not. imagine you're getting this like unbridled access and happiness and joy. And someone comes up and goes, you know, no, that's going to be gone tomorrow. Well, that is a that was a massive energy that was um, undercurrent, like on kind of covert energy in the rooms. Like I used to feel like that too. I used to go in and feel the days I feel great. I go almost like, oh, I can't share it too much now because it'll be gone. It'll be taken from me. Or you could almost hear people's heads going, yeah, that won't last for you. That you won't know? last long now. Yeah. <laughs> you know, yeah. and, and, and I guess like for me, it was a stepping stone to where I am now. And it was a pathway just for me waking up every day and saying there's something wrong with me. I'm an alcoholic. My name is Rachel. That just didn't fit anymore. It didn't fit my it, it wasn't actually a caring. And about we talk about bioenergetic nurturing with the tools that we're talking about are from access consciousness. And like I'm not fighting with AA. I'm not making anything wrong with AA. I know many people who've got sober with it and are creating their lives and are functional. Uh, for me, it just it just didn't give me what I was looking for. I was looking for to actually access that unbridled joy that I had as a child that I knew was there, that I used to have when I'd sit on the side of a cliff, as we did together um, in Castletown Bear, on, you know, in Donchambera, a Buddhist retreat centre. So for me, I always knew that it was there on some level. And here was I after getting my bars run and now my life was really starting to work become joyful and yeah wow so just accent yeah so so I came back from Miami I'm like what's different with Rachel I started like hanging out with her her. (laughs) (laughs) I started hanging out with her hey Stephanie Stephanie's here 
I started hanging out with her and I, and I started talking to her and, you know, and she started sharing some things with me. And one of the things I realized was it wasn't a sponsor that she'd gotten. <laughs> it was that she found this thing called access bars. Um, and you would start to get your bars run. So the bars is like uh, 32 points, isn't it? On your head, all different places on your head and you lie on a table and people, someone touches these points and it's like a deletion system for all the thoughts, feelings and emotions that you've been storing in your body, in your brain, in your mind. And, and, it's, and that really was the beginning, right, Rachel? I mean, it not only was it at the beginning, it still is the beginning. <laughs> I mean, I just had my bars run today and I ran the, I had them run yesterday as well. Uh, for me, it's like the only the only way that I can explain bars in words is that it gives you a level of peace that's like sitting next to a lake in Switzerland mm. or walking. To, if ever you've gone to Ireland and you've gone to Glendalough, it's like being up in Glendalough. There's total peace. There's no, uh, for me, I had a lot of thinking. I did a lot of feelings. Ooh, a lot of pathetic, a lot of crying, a lot of... Ooh. Uh, a lot of drama, a lot of upset, a lot of victimhood. Um, I had a lot of abuse as a child. So I, I had a massive victim psyche. Um, so what it did was it gave me this space where all drama fell away and I actually started to like myself. The big transformation for me very quickly was I hated myself, Amy. And you mm -hmm. saw this, like I did um, bulimia, uh, I overtrained. I ran until the toenails fell off my toes and the blood came out through my runner. You know, I did massive abuse in my body. I drank until I passed out with torn dresses, you know, and fell asleep on the street. It was like I had a big history of abuse with myself and none of it was mine. It was just an inherited relationship with the world. And what bars did was it just gave me this place, you know, in Ireland, we say she's dealing with our demons, you know, or she's she's fighting her demons or whatever you'd like to call it. And that was the case. I had these very abusive behaviors um, that were still very much present in my life. And I had a lot of shame associated. And shame says I did something wrong. Shame is actually a disease of this planet that's very dominant at the moment because it says my behavior is wrong and I should hide it from you. But the only person that you're not letting in in shame is yourself. You know, the only person that you're not letting in, you can't be seen because you're hiding. And then I really started to like myself. I started to wake up with more energy. Uh, I was tired all the time before that. You know, I know like to even look at you now to see the amount of energy that you have and see how tired you used to be when we were in AA mm -hmm. is like, what is that? Like, so what we're talking about here is what the bars really address is any way that you're judging yourself. And judgment is always a contraction and a limitation in your life. And this is this is really the judgment start to fall away, more fall away, more fall away. But we have been given a very old program with humanity to judge ourselves. And this is this is the first time that I have ever heard um, you can actually, you do not have to judge yourself. You do not have to live that way. Um, and it's really amazing because with the, you know, what we talked about with the emotional turmoil and stuff we were constantly dealing with and the bars is like, it's really like clearing all that out of the way. And what you said there about the the abuse, like the amount of abuse you had, like even when you stopped drinking, it was still the constant judgment. It was still, you're not the right size. You know, you're not eating the right food. You're not praying enough. You're not meditating enough. 
it was all this constant judgment. You're not a good enough person. I remember ringing you being like, I'm a terrible person. You were like, uh, you're not really, Amy. <laughs> you know, It was just like the judgment and what we talked about. And, you know, I remember there's a step in AA um, about the wrongness. Are you I admitted to about it today? <laughs> step nine, isn't it? I admit to myself and other person the exact nature of my wrongs. And, you know, we talk in access, um, you know, about the wrongness a lot because we're constantly these beings that are going to the wrongness of us and, and judging ourselves. And like the, one of the things, do you have it? Yeah, the so wrongness. Then, so what wrongness are you, what strongness are you avoiding with the wrongness that you're choosing? Yeah. What strongness are you avoiding with the wrongness that you're choosing? <laughs> that. That that question was one of the questions that drew me to access and the tools of access at the start because I was constantly looking and convinced there's something really terrible, evil, awful about me. And yeah. I think nearly every person that comes to access has the same point of view. And it was so interesting in AA to see all everyone. Like I never identified with people's drinking stories. Like a lot of them I didn't. Like we were going to meetings with men who drank heavily for years, who had some really like rough stories. I didn't identify with the stories, but everybody spoke about the same thing in their head. You know, judging themselves, making themselves wrong, and their primary relationship with themselves was judgment. Judgment. Yeah. And you know that was the, the one thing that every you could go in, like you could drive around any city in the world and walk into an Alcoholics Anonymous meeting or walk into, you know. And the first thing that you'll hear is how people judge themselves because they're wrong and they're ashamed and they're not good enough. And so the primary addiction actually is the wrongness to you. And the only way that you have blocking it out is any addiction is always to do with consumption so that you can assuage the feelings so that you can actually like not have those feelings. So whether it's weed you smoke or food, for me, I love eating because that used to sometimes just feed it for a while or you know alcohol or running whatever it is and an addiction is something that causes destruction in your body that's basically it so whatever it is it, it's like it's about usually consumption or use of something to assuage the feelings that you actually haven't addressed or you've decided that you can't deal with love that and you know the um, book that Mar Marilyn Bradford wrote which is right recovery for you like she actually talks about in that book how the real addiction is to the wrongness of you yeah and one of the beautiful things about the bars is that it is actually dissolving the judgment and the wrongness of you so when you when you actually come out of that judgment of you then you can start to create your life then you can actually start to create relationships. You can start to have a kindness for you. You can have, start to have peace and ease. And then you actually start to create the world that you would actually like to live in. And Amy just probably said one of the most transformational things that you'll ever get. And you might not hear it. When you come out of making you wrong, when you come out of feelings, when you come out of judgments, you're no longer in this loop of addictive behaviors interiorizing going around in your head you then have the space to for creation and basically any time that we go into thinking and feeling we're eliminating ourselves and we're actually buying into a limitation to stop us from creation and if you decide to me the capacities and the abilities that we have you know every place you think you're wrong you're strong we have a natural ability for creation and that was something that blew my universe apart. Yeah, and look at you now. 
And look at you, and look at you now. <laughs> we started off in Cork with no money, broke, could barely afford a cup of tea. <laughs> and now Rachel's traveling the world teaching classes, you know, and I'll have you on again, Rachel, um, another week. And we can, we can actually, I would love to talk more about the recovery stuff as well. Um, and Rachel's also. Oh, funny, it's coming up, it's coming up everywhere at the moment. Yeah. Um, so, so what you got to get folks is the primary addiction is there to the wrongness of you. That's like my primary and it, and by Jesus did it affect every other relationship by Christ yeah. it destroyed every single relationship that I had the judgment of myself and the wrongness of me and how bad I was and how evil I was that not only affected my relationship with my children, affected my relationship with my partner, affected my relationship with my family, because you cannot receive nurturing and caring if you genuinely have an inherent belief that there's something bad, awful, terrible, vicious, mean, wrong with you. Yeah, amazing. I love this. I love these conversations. I did want to run out and tell everyone about bars NA when I first found it. I wanted to like run everyone's bars, but then I realized not everybody wanted it. But for the people who may be looking for something different, Rach, um, and they're they're listening to this conversation and they're curious about um, access bars, they can find you where? Find me on Facebook, Rachel O'Brien, yeah. R-A-C-H-A-E-L O'Brien. I'm pretty easy to find. Or else come find me on my website, rachelobrien.org. I have a new website coming. Yay! Oh. I know. Kajabi time. So oh, brilliant. Uh, I know. I know. Just got to be done. So the thing about this, folks, is that there's actually hundreds, even thousands of us around the world. And uh, so come find us. If, it's, if you are looking for true change, I'm talking about if you're looking for a transformational way for functioning, this worked for me. I can only invite you to what worked for me, you know, uh, and we invite you to be more caring for you. And um, what if kindness is a superpower? And lots of people are still functioning from judgment on our planet. It's the dominant energy in, on the planet. It's the dominant energy in relationship. It's the dominant energy in business. So, so what if not judging is a superpower that you can actually have? I love that. What if not judging is a superpower? And, and there's bars practitioners all over the world too. So you can just go to the Access Thousands. Consciousness website and look up under calendar. You can look up country and state and whatever country you're in, whatever state you're in um, or whatever county. <laughs> yeah. Counties in Ireland, states in America. Um, but really invite you to, yeah, check it out, like the bars, like if you're looking to go beyond the judgment and actually create a different reality, like it's, it's <laughs> Michael is home, the husband is home, husband, shut up for a couple of minutes, will you? Jesus, shut up now, she's on the podcast. Yeah, he doesn't, like, he doesn't, he's like, his mother calls him a, a bull in a china shop. Yeah. <laughs> Well, Rach, thanks so much for coming on. I'm going to have Rach on again probably another in another few weeks um, to talk about other classes and topics that she facilitates. But today we really just wanted to introduce you to the, the us before we found these tools and our journey as well. So thanks for being here. And thanks for being my friend. And thanks for continuing to show up in my life because we've lost a lot of people on the route. Uh, people that were more addicted to judgment and separation than communion. But you're the one, one of the ones who chose to, you know, 
keep going and no matter what to keep communion with each other and to care for each other and we have a caring and an intimacy with each other that very few people on this planet have in relationship it's it's quite extraordinary uh, how intimate that we are with each other from the level of caring we can meet each other in America in the morning like we did last year and hop into a car and laugh our asses off and play and have fun and just like be two girls like in a in a car driving down a motorway so nothing can ever take that away when you're willing to be communion and I'm grateful for you choosing that always I love that it's like the time isn't real there's no walls there's no separations like there's no expectations either you know there's just like when you come together you come together and it's boom <laughs> more of that please yes all right Rach thank okay, you so much oh. thanks everyone for watching thanks everyone